Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie. There's a non-denominational retreat weekend at the Resolution Center of Jacksonville, Florida. This will be a time of support and renewal for parents and grandparents on the journey of parental alienation. Standing strong in resilience, paving the way for good health and a great future. This will take place April 22nd through the 24th at the Resolution Center of Jacksonville, Florida. And I will have all the details in the podcast notes. I have a brand new guest. Her name is Heidi Hurd. Uh, she's been a victim of guardianship corruption, and she never thought that going to get help from distant family members would set into motion a calculated system of betrayal. However, she was fortunate that she was able to get her daughter out of the guardianship. And her daughter had gone into this guardianship at the age of 19. I'm going to let Heidi tell us some more, but you know, I'm very curious as to how this all started and how she was able to get her daughter out of the guardianship. So I welcome you, Heidi, to the show. Thank you and good morning. Um, well, it first started back in late 2017, December to be exact, the end of December. And my daughter woke up out of of nowhere. She was healthy. She she was always healthy. She woke up in a state of, um, at the time, I didn't know what it was. But uh, at the time, she was in a psychosis state. And it was getting worse. And I didn't know what to do. So at the time, I was living in Georgia. And I didn't have any family there that I could actually just go to. And I thought, because I didn't know, which I wasn't thinking at the time either, uh, I thought that maybe the family members that I didn't speak to in over (laughs) years, which I shouldn't have done, but I did, I didn't know that that was going to be a problem, but I did reach out to her side of the family to get some type of help because I didn't know what was going on. So I drove from Georgia to Massachusetts to try to get help for my daughter. Mm. And it, it just went downhill from there. And when she went into the hospital, she, she declined significantly. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just it was just chaos, mm-hmm. confusion, and I was trying to get assistance, and the whole time that family, her side of the family, which we haven't talked to in years, mm-hmm. was obviously against me. I didn't know at the time. They hated me. They still probably hate me. Mm-hmm. So they seen a situation and they thought that they could go to a court system and tell people all lies about me to create what set in motion a guardianship case, mm-hmm. which I never even knew that existed. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think the majority of people don't know that exist. I don't know how a person can go into a court system, in any court system, mind you, in America, and put lies upon pieces of paper mm-hmm. and get somebody's child. She was 19 at the time, but get someone's child and have all control. I never, I never knew that existed. You know, and a lot of people don't. I, that's why I'm glad you're on speaking out. I had Dr. Sam Sugar come on and speak out. I mean, I didn't even know this existed until last year. So, but, the, but I mean, people need to know how this system is being played because it's a system that's being played. I mean. And it's like, where, where do people go? That's the question. Because when it was happening, it's like you don't know who to turn to. Mm-hmm. You don't even know that it's even happening. It's, it's unreal. <laughs> it is. You know, so how long was she in this guardianship? The guardianship started April, I believe, 4th or 5th. 2018 and it didn't end until August 8th of 2019 and the whole time I was there fighting what was there to gain with these relatives you know what did they gain revenge revenge Mm -hmm. money Mm mm-hmm 100% 100% revenge. I didn't know that they hated me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if people see what she put on record about me, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then she posted stuff on her Facebook page about me to try to smear, smear me some more. And this, was presented, this was presented in a court of law, mind you. This whole case was a circus case. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how, first of all, it existed, how it came into play. And then, let, let's say hypothetically, there was a mistake or I don't know. I just don't know how it existed. But second of all, I was there. I was representing myself in the beginning without a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And it was the whole situation didn't make any sense. My daughter's rights, the Mm -hmm. second that judge, well, first of all, it was a, the first judge, I don't know who he was. It was a, he that signed off. It was an emergency guardianship case and it was a male judge that signed off. And then when the court case, when the first court case came, which I was aware of because the first one I was not aware of because they did it behind my back. That's how these things are initiated by secret mm-hmm. secrecy doing illegal things. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how it went down. But the first court hearing was an emergency hearing. I was not there. And the aunt got guardianship, temporary guardianship over my daughter. 
And then there was a scheduled hearing after that, which I attended, and I was there. And I told the judge that that woman is lying. I am the mother. I've been the mother for 19 years. Yes, my daughter did go to the hospital. Yes. Which I didn't know at the time what was going on with her. Mm-hmm. And th- this is where things were coming into play where I'm a bad mother, I'm unfit, I'm this, I'm that. Mm. And it just was dragging on court case after court case after court case. Now, uh, when this aunt was posting all this stuff on Facebook, this wasn't brought up in court? No, this was towards the end. This is when she decided, okay, this is too much for me. I need to like, towards the end, she stopped showing up. But she's the one that said she's in fear for my daughter's life. If my daughter goes with me, she doesn't know if she's going to be alive. She doesn't know if she's going to go run away. She's going to be homeless. This is what she said to me on stand. Mm. That I've been unfit most of her life i've been abusive mind you the person that was abusive in the past was her brother her brother that's in jail currently still is in jail they are the criminals but she tried to paint me out like a criminal because i decided decades ago to leave him i didn't want anything to do with him Mm -hmm. he's abusive he was I don't know if he is I mean abusive is always abusive so but -hmm. back then he was abusive so I decided to leave and never look back Mm -hmm. and I thought like it was an emergency situation I don't know where to go and when Mm -hmm. when you when a person is in an emergency situation they don't be thinking I would have never thought by bringing my daughter to them that this orchestrated ordeal would have ever come into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one sees this coming. You didn't see this coming. No. I didn't. I don't even know a system like that even exists. Mm-hmm. Because she had a mother. She still mm-hmm. has a mother. She had a mother then. She has a mother now. Like, I don't, I don't understand their thoughts, their motives, their... I mean, I understand now, but I'm saying back then, I didn't... It, it was mind-boggling. It, it didn't make any sense. It was like, I've been her mother for 19 years. There was no history of anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. And like my, my life was on display, which I don't basically have a life, you know, but my life was on display and she was the instigator. She was the evil one talking about I'm evil, I'm this, I'm that. Mm-hmm. It was like, and this was happening a court a lot. It's like, mm-hmm. where's the justice people? Mm-hmm. I don't and know why it played, played out that long. And you didn't have a jury present either. No, it didn't even, it didn't, no, it didn't. 
my my case didn't go to that and i don't think there would have been a you know there wouldn't have been a jury trial but it didn't come down to that Mm -hmm. i mean the whole incident was unnecessary Mm -hmm. she was under guardianship in the middle and the end where she didn't even need a guardian she was in school on honor roll mm-hmm. mind you she was in a court system saying that well she was still in guardianship does that make sense i don't no. think so i mean no. it and they just kept dragging it on and on and on they weren't listening to anything that i was saying nothing my my daughter's rights were stripped and my rights were stripped and the only thing that they cared about was the aunt and she has rights that that was the exact words of the um of the judge she has rights well what about my daughter Mm -hmm. the whole the case was about my daughter but in reality it wasn't because she, she couldn't even have been, pre- she wasn't present. She was not allowed to be present in most of the cases. Mm-hmm. So the judge didn't even want to see your daughter and see if she was doing well or... She didn't talk- care. She didn't even care because one of the, one of the mm-hmm. sessions, my daughter said that she wants to speak. Mm-hmm. And her response was, well, that's not what this court case is about today. I was like, wow. (laughs) This whole case is about her. And the whole, and and the aunt was forbidding her from going to court. Towards the end, she had no other choice but to bring her because it was being court ordered. And my daughter wanted to tell her side of the story, and she couldn't. It was, like, so sad and so disappointing. Mm-hmm. And my, my daughter never had a voice. Never. They never asked her. They just went by what, what the aunt said the whole time. While, mind you, she had a mission, people. Mm-hmm. And where's the accountability? That's what I want to know with these court systems and court people. Where is the accountability? Because there needs to be accountability. Because things like this should never happen in a court of law, ever. I want to know where is the accountability? Who's going to step forward and start changing this? Because it needs to happen. And I believe, I think it needs to be disassembled, and uh, another system needs to come into play. Mm-hmm. There needs to be accountability. There needs to be oversight. And there's not oversight. And that's the issue. Probably with all the money they're making, there's not going to be any oversight or accountability. Well, I believe if there's light shed and continues to be light shed 
eventually. It might, it might take a while. But I, I do believe, because I'm hopeful. I've, throughout the whole, this ordeal, I was hopeful. And I always prayed. Because mm-hmm. I believe in God and I believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, I was hopeful. And you have to be that way when you're going through something that appears so hopeless. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's unimaginable. Anybody that's going through this, I feel for them. Because mm-hmm. nobody, nobody should be going through it. Nobody should have the right for you know. money and power. It doesn't make sense. No. Well, I guess the re- revenge aspect made sense to the aunt. Yeah, at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but was so, it but, worth it? Oh Yeah, right. Was it all the stress and anxiety and putting a, a kid through this worth it? Because supposedly I was the bad one. I was the, you know... Did they make you do a psychological evaluation? No, but she wanted it. She kept pressing it. She brought it up not once, but twice. She was the crazy one. She was unstable. And she proved it. She was unstable. Think about it logically. Look what happened to my daughter. She had no say. She, she was basically put on a sentence. I would call it a sentence. She was put in jail. Mm-hmm. She had no say. This, this was about her, her well-being. That's what it's about. But she had no say. She was, mm-hmm. she was hardly ever present. She was mm-hmm. telling people, not all the time, but she was telling people she didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And there was an investigation towards the end. And there was a conclusion on that uh, environment was not for her. Mm -hmm. Well, how did that all come about? Because people are trapped in these guardianships. Families are trying to get them out and they can't do it. A lot of them can't extract their loved one out of a guardianship. Well, I don't, I don't know their cases. I don't know. Like, what's going on with them, but I just never stopped. That I mean, people need to go to people and keep going to people and show to them that you're not going to back down and you're not going to stop mm-hmm. because I wasn't. At, at one and, time, did you have to get an attorney because you s- said you started off representing yes. yourself? Yes, mm-hmm. I did. And he actually, towards the end, he represented me free bono. And I appreciate him for that. And mm-hmm. I am going to pay him back. Mm-hmm. But he, he was a godsend. And I told him that. I said, you are a godsend. You know, a lot of people are looking for help. Like, I don't know how you found him, but, you know, um, you were fortunate to 
to do so. And how long did it take him to shut this down? Well, I I think what happened. I mean, what happened was she didn't need a guardian anymore, mm-hmm. and that was clear as day. And they couldn't proceed no more. And they didn't have her because she was the she was the one that initiated the whole thing. So mm-hmm. she was nowhere in sight. She mm-hmm. ran like what cowards do. They run mm-hmm. when the spotlight is on them, and things were stacking up against her. And she ran because she was nowhere in sight. Well, mind you, I'm the, I'm the bad one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm this and I'm that. I was standing there the whole time. So did, uh, did this person involve, you know, Child Protective Services at all during this time? Who, when you say this person, who oh, are you referring to? The, the aunt? No. How, what do you mean? Well, sometimes, you, you know, like um, sometimes when they want to really make someone look bad, they'll involve CPS and shoot out a false allegation. And that um, that helps the judge make a decision. Well, I told you from the beginning, she falsified stuff on paper when she uh-huh. went to court. That's how she was able to get the temporary guardian she did in the beginning Mm -hmm. was trying to get department of mental health involved. I don't know. Mm. I I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think it was for her to, I mean, to smear or, but towards the end department of mental health was saying, what is this? What's going on? Like, Mm-hmm. They didn't mm-hmm. understand the case. They didn't understand why it was in a court of law. I mean, she had, she had a healthy mother, a mother mm-hmm. that was willing to take her. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the aunt was never in her life, even though mm-hmm. people would probably say, well, why did you ever go to her? I shouldn't have went to her. I wasn't thinking. I I needed help Mm -hmm. and I decided to go to them, which I don't know why I did, (laughs) but I did. You thought you were doing the right thing. You know, hindsight is 2020. So when mental health services saw that, you know, there was no need for this, this obviously was towards the end of the case. Mm Mm-hmm. They're the ones that actually, because um, my daughter, towards the end, filed, uh, well, she uh, made a complaint about the, about the aunt, the guardian, mm-hmm. and they investigated, and that's when they determined that that environment was toxic, and she needs mm-hmm. to get out of there. That was towards the end. You know, where did they have her place? Was she living with the aunt, or was she yep. in? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's Mind you, she didn't even have her own room. She had to sleep in, in the living room. Uh-uh. Well, that shows right there that was revenge and greed. Yep. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was all plain as day. <laughs> oh, I mean, anyone anyone could have would have seen that, should have mm -hmm. seen that. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, I'm not a bad mother. I'm a great mother. Mm -hmm. Both of my kids. My daughter, 100%, she's already said it in the past. She says it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, for somebody to... Hmm. Somebody like that to just come into play. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't even... She didn't even know me. And it's like where where would she where would she even get that information from? See, and this is where detective mm -hmm. skills would come into play. Simple questions. Well, how do you know all this stuff if you haven't been in their lives? How do you know this stuff? Because mm -hmm. mind you, she said that she hasn't seen her since she was two or three or six. I forget what age. It was very young. I don't know what age she put down the last time she seen her, but she was no more than six years old. Mm -hmm. The last time she's seen her mind you she's 19 at the time mm -hmm. but how do you know all this stuff if you weren't in her life right there that should be able to like okay let's 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 look into this stuff and you know what should have happened the um what is it the judge at the time should have called the hospital where my daughter was and asked the hospital I have a woman that wants to take over guardianship over this young woman. Is there, is there a mother? Is there somebody, you know, mm -hmm. like what, what's going on with that? That would have been a simple phone call because they know they never said, yeah, they feel that she, she would be a better fit than me. Well, that's what they told me, you know? Mm -hmm. So why didn't the judge do that? It would have taken him what a minute, two minutes out of his time. And that would have stopped. Mm -hmm. Stopped the whole thing in motion. Yeah. But I guess I guess they can't. I can't. I mean, what, once something is done, mm -hmm. what can they do? And they made a mistake, you know? <laughs> and then they continue to make more mistakes. So in the, towards the end, your daughter was able to speak for herself and say what was going on? Yep. When, when there was an investigation going on. Mm -hmm. Well, who initiated? They, they, they took the time. They took the mm -hmm. time and they cared about her and her well-being and her safety. Mm -hmm. The court of law, they didn't care. They didn't I mean, mm -hmm. think about it logically. So, somebody's in a state of confusion. Mm -hmm. And then you have this ordeal that you can't see your only family that you've ever lived with all your life being ripped from you. And why? Mm -hmm. What was the reason behind it? Because mm -hmm. someone didn't like me? Mm-hmm against me
Yeah, this is something people need to be aware of. Um, when I had Dr. Sheila Owens Collins on, she was talking about families and to watch interactions with families and even siblings, because this can happen very easily. Yep, it can happen to anybody. People don't think it can until it happens to them. And this is where people need to wake up. This can happen to anybody. Don't think that an emergency or anything in, in life, just because you, you have a comfy life and think that nothing can happen, things can, and it can happen in a blink of an eye at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. who, would, who would ever think? Who would ever... Mm -mm. No, and people need to be educated on this because, you know, you said in the beginning, your daughter um, just became sick, but not, I mean, she could be helped by you and by you, your mother, yep. her own mother. Um, but what did the aunt do for her in the meantime? Did she get her help? Well, she felt she got her help. <laughs> oh no what did she do well basically she she has a diagnosis term on her so that's one thing mm. but was that with someone um like a professional or was this her own dreamt up diagnosis well, the diagnosis isn't real at the end of the day. I mean, hmm. I'm already bringing that to to light, but I mean that that that's another story at the end mm -hmm. of the day. But um, yeah, these people have to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, e even the aunt and all these players involved, other than the aunt, how, was there anyone else involved in this? Uh, well, obviously, you know, you know who the sole decision maker is. Mm -hmm, the judge. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that make all the decisions. They're the ones that sign off of a pen, just a pen stroke. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. basically change someone's life forever by a pen stroke. It seems like these judges just hear these cases and just sign them off so quickly. They're not investigating it much themselves. Yeah. And I don't know why. I knew I, I knew early on what was going on. It was shocking. Mm -hmm. It was shocking. Because, I mean, if she really thoroughly investigated, mm -hmm. she would have seen. She would have known. If you're not part of it, I'm saying. She would have mm -hmm. seen what was going on. I just, I just, to this day, I still don't believe that this could happen and that it is happening mm -hmm. everywhere. Now, 
in that time that the aunt had her, was the aunt at all coming after you for child support? How could she? You can't when somebody's on guardianship. Hmm. She, she was already getting money. She, she signed her up for all this stuff. She hmm. was getting money every, in every agency, every... <laughs> she was getting paid. Well, she was committing fraud. That's what I was saying, but nobody wanted to investigate that. That's what I was saying. She signed her up for something, that, and then she doesn't have her anymore. She's not with her, but she's still receiving that. And the money's going to a bank account, which my daughter didn't even have access to because, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like she, she she signs her up for something, puts it in, obviously gets a bank account under her name, but my daughter never had access to that bank the whole time she was there. And then when my daughter leaves, because my daughter didn't, doesn't have access to that bank. So isn't it, isn't it her responsibility to close that account and, and, and call the agency and say, okay, mm -hmm. she doesn't live with me no longer. Mm -hmm. She didn't. And then I brought that to their attention, even though it might've been months, maybe even a year later, it was months and months later, mm. you know, and nothing happened. It was like, wow, <laughs> mind you, I don't, I don't know if she spent the money. I don't know. I don't think she did, but money was going to an account where, I mean, it just didn't make any sense. That didn't make any sense either. It's like, you're going to mm. create something and then, but not stop it. If you understand what I'm saying, she's not with you anymore. So why is there money going to an account that she doesn't even have access to? Hmm. I mean, that, that would be considered fraud, wouldn't it? Even, let's say, hypothetically, she didn't, who knows if she spent the money, but she's the one that created the account for mm -hmm. her on her behalf. She's not with her anymore. Doesn't she have the responsibility to call these people up and say, uh, yeah. she's no longer with me? Yeah, and that was I, brought to their attention and they didn't do anything, which is mind boggling. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. That's terrible. So when she, you know, how did you know that this was you know, coming to an end and you were going to get her back? How, How did, did that I evolve? Know? Yeah, like, I mean, I know you said the ant stopped coming or, you know, how did, how did this end? Cause, you know. Well, I knew it had to end because the whole reason why she was in under or in court was because she was under guardianship. She needed a guardian. She needed mm -hmm. someone to look after her. That was year prior, mind you. Mm -hmm. so she didn't need that anymore mm -hmm. and she was of age she was an adult so they couldn't force somebody while well, they act people these people could do whatever they want to do but <laughs> but the aunt was not there no more so hmm. she didn't need a guardian Mm -hmm. And it was plain as day. She didn't need a guardian. 
a year prior or months prior to that. Right. When, when August of 2019, mind you people, it, this is one of the tactics that she did too. Back in 2018 of September, I believe, she seen, she seen that she was uh, losing ground. So she decided to, out of nowhere, put my daughter in school. This was after when school started. This was weeks or at least a month after school started. This was the day of that court date. It was September 18th, I believe. Mm-hmm. That day she decided, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go sign my daughter up for school. Mind you, it was like, why? That doesn't make any sense. Like, wouldn't you have done it before? Mm-hmm. You know, when school actually is in session, which would have been the beginning of September. And wouldn't you have planned that out before where she would have registered her way before that? But mm-hmm. she didn't. She decided to register her that day of court after that court session, which was suspect. Uh-huh. I'm not, and I'm not against her obviously being in school, 100% not, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just the tactic that she was attempting to do at the end of the day. And she tried to use that where she said, oh, well, she's in school. She doesn't, she has to do her homework. So she doesn't, she can't, she can't see her mother. That was the whole goal behind that. Mm-hmm. So she really wanted you out of her life, out yeah. of your own daughter's life. Just yeah, erased. she was alienating her every mm-hmm. step of the way, any means necessary. And that's what these people do. Mm-hmm. Now, was this aunt also bad-mouthing you to, this, to your daughter and uh, making up falsehoods about you? Yep, she sure was. And my daughter can vouch for that. Mm-hmm. Well, and and luckily she didn't fall for all those lies because sometimes these people use Stockholm syndrome and, um, you know, brainwashing and your daughter didn't fall prey to that. Well, for one, my daughter was 19, so she wasn't young, but I mean, we were, we were very, very, and we still are very close. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did everything for my daughter, and I still do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. So when she came back to you, you know, I mean, I'm sure you were so happy. You know, you probably celebrated, um, <laughs> you know, because you know this is so hard to get someone out of a guardianship. It's practically unheard of. Yep, that's what I was told. But I guess, I guess there's always at least one case, right? Mm-hmm. I just know I didn't stop. And I wasn't going to stop. I was going to shed light. I was going to go to any person that wanted to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And I went all the way to Florida back in 2018. That's how I got in contact with Dr. Shea. Mm-hmm. He had a guardianship um, 
I forget what it was called. It was guardianship something. That's when I met him. Mm -hmm. And that's when I found out more about what, what goes on in guardianships. And mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a wonderful resource, Dr. Sugar. Yes, he is. Yeah, I just had him on my podcast the other day, too. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing how all this evolves for people. Yeah, it's amazing that that this is happening and people that are in position are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. But they will eventually in time. Right. Because when there's enough people, what are they going to do? Now, people need to start speaking up. Right. That's why I'm glad you're coming onto this podcast to speak out. And I mean, I mean, this is amazing. You have a successful story of getting your daughter out of there, out of that, you know, how that evolved. Mm -hmm. You know, do you have, you know, um, uh, like how do parents reach you? Do you talk to people about this? Uh, I mean, I, 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 I was speaking about it in the beginning, you know, I mean, I speak about it as much as I can, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I just have so much going on in my life. Mm -hmm. my, my son just recently passed away a few months ago. So that's another new mm -hmm. thing going on, but, uh, but people can reach out to me mm -hmm. and I, I believe we all need to come together and start thinking of things that we can do mm -hmm. you know because i believe if everybody come together collectively mm -hmm. and don't stop don't give up no matter how long it takes that's what i know because mm -hmm. i wasn't going to stop yeah it's the I didn't, perseverance I didn't care. Mm -hmm. yes and we need to shed light and people need to start doing what they're supposed to be doing. They can't look the other way. Hmm. I mean, it's going to come to a point where people have to do the right thing because that's what it's about doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Well, how, how can people reach you? If they have any questions. Uh, I'll give out my email. Okay. So it's M as in Mary, S as in Sam, H as in Heidi, H as in Heidi, 777777 at gmail.com. And that is 67. Okay. I'll put that in the podcast notes. You know, are you on Facebook at all? Yeah, but I'm not into Facebook like that. I'm not into social media. I wish I was because I'd be, that's how I would be. Well, when you think about it, that's what I should be doing. But I'm not like a big social media fan. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I do have a Facebook, but I don't like post anything or 
which I should when you think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, maybe when things settle down, you had a lot just happen a couple months ago, mm-hmm. you know, and then start speaking out on it. Um, because there's probably other people that are floundering, you know, and they need guidance too. And uh, I'm glad you spoke out and Dr. Sam Sugar, uh, you know, the more that know about this, you know, the the better off we'll all be. Yep. It's good to keep speaking. Speak, yeah. Is there any, if there was any advice you could give someone going through this, what would it be? Always remember there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You got to believe and you can't stop no matter what. Just always believe, always know. Mm-hmm. It's all in faith. Yes. And that's exactly what I have. So, mm-hmm. and that. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be spiritual or religious or, mm-hmm. I mean, some people obviously are not in that space, but I am. Mm-hmm. And I just give it all to God and Jesus and live day by day. Mm-hmm. But God sees you, hears you. Mm-hmm. So just speak to God and Jesus and, Eventually, mm-hmm. it might take time, but eventually. Right. Yeah, the wheels of justice are slow, like super slow. Um, yeah, but, they design uh, like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's all perseverance. I'm, I'm really happy for you. You got your daughter back. Yes, thank you. Well, hey, uh, don't jump off. Um, Slam the Gavels, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in the family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Uh, Please join us again here with Heidi in the future and other exciting guests. Thank you again, Heidi, for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to speak. I appreciate it. 